Hello out there. Welcome to Let Them See Your Mind, where we talk about anything from pop culture to what I did yesterday. This is a podcast where we have an open discussion about whatever is on my mind. And we just want to have a discussion about it and, and have conversation. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, hello, what is up? This is your girl, LD Marie, and we are back with another episode of Let Them See Your Mind. I am super excited because I am here back in Dallas, Texas. Mm -hmm. I'm here with my friends, my confidants, my crew, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I really just didn't want to come back into my hometown and not do an episode with my close group of knit friends. So I'm going to introduce y'all real quick uh, to my little friend group that has come with me today. First of all, we have the the media guru to my left, Alex. What's happening? Then I got my best friend. That's my only, the best friend. The The best friend. One and only. The one and only, Dewana. And my sister from another mister. We got King Ken, Kenya, and then my bestie cousin, but also my cousin, like we here, we're there, family, and this is Leona. (laughs) Say hi to the people. Hey, y'all. And so we just wanted to kind of get everything situated because if since I know this past week has been a lot of talk about the situation that has happened at the Oscars, and if you have been living under a rock, period. (laughs) <laughs> you know that Will Smith slapped the other most shit out of Chris Rock <laughs> um, over a comment that he made to Jada about being G.I. Jane because we all know on her Red Table Talk that she has openly admitted that she has alpe- uh Oh, Jesus, not alopecia. Jesus. Yeah, no, it's always oh, alopecia. Yeah, okay. yeah. I thought I said the wrong thing, y'all. Mm-mm. Y'all correct me. And so. <laughs> And so she's been struggling with that, with hair loss, with over the years of her career. And so she's now been open and honest with that and with that struggle. And so when Chris Rock said, oh, love you, Jada, G.I. Jane, we can't wait to see it, she got offended. And so we're going to kind of discuss that particular thing and also discuss about the whole conversation that came about in which it came to protect Black women. And you know, we've been saying, we've been hearing this saying for years and years, most recently, that the most unprotected group in America is black women and black girls. Mm-hmm. And it has been running rapid for the last few years. It's even gotten to the most highest point in our Congress of the United States, where they entered in uh, Black Women and Black Girls Protection Act of 2020 and 2021. Mm-hmm. And the one that's in 2021 is just being introduced, and they're trying to see if they can get it in. Well, Newsflash, we just, a hundred years later, just um, admitted to the anti-lynching bill that's now signed into law. So we're going to see how fast this actually going to go. But enough about that. So let's get the thoughts of what you guys think about this whole situation with Will. I'm going to start with Ken Ken. So what you think about this situation uh, with Will and Chris Rock? Let me first say, I do not condone violence, especially when it comes between you and your professional reputation or your bag. I get defending your wife's honor. I understand that. There's a time and a place for everything. And that was not the way to go about that. From black man to black man, and from black man to black woman, that was, you could have did better than that. But my non-polished side said you probably should have slapped them two more times. <laughs> two more, just two more times. Just, just two. That's, that's how I feel. Yeah, I woo woo. I did have the left hand ready to sock that. Wide. Oh, I mean, like the jump. Like, wide. Yeah. 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 He was right? Do you feel like he was wrong or? I don't feel like it's ever wrong to protect black women. But 
there's a time and place. Mm-hmm. That part. And he could have said some behind stage, backstage, whatever. Right. Or in commercial break. And um, there we go. He could have slapped the shit out of him then and we would have we would have not have known. Mm-hmm. Um but there's a side of me that also think, what if there's some shit that has been said right. by Chris Rock or not on the committed community at large, um, outside of what we know. Exactly. Because Will, his mama even said he's even tempered. He don't get like that. So there has to be more than what the public knows um, in order for him to react. So I won't say viciously, but to react in such a way, because at that point, you've seen a man at his wits end. Yeah. And the straw that broke the camel's back for sure. Exactly, because yeah. he you have to realize through the always nonsense, through the red table talks, through it all, yeah. he has grinned and buried. Yeah. You yeah. literally saw this man trying to force a smile while crying on the red table talk. That's right. a meme, so yeah. oh, damn. this it became a meme. It became a meme, and he's yeah. been ridiculed for not months, not days, but, but years. years. Yeah. So this man has had enough. Granted, I believe that there are multiple ways that it could have been handled. I personally believe Jada should have been like, whoa, 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 whoa. but yeah. we're here now. Yeah. So ladies, let's get let's dive into that a little bit. So I know me personally, I feel that Jada had all the authority to be like, Will, like, no, but we don't we don't do this later. No, no, don't go up there. Because this is your night. This is what it is. Mm-hmm. I feel like she could have, like, she was literally, I think we've all seen the video where she's literally an arm's length from her husband and was could have easily been like, hold up, yeah. sit, sit down. But, like, he we're was not going to do this. He was not going up there to say sweet nothings in that man's ear. Like, you <laughs> knew what he was to going to do. That's what I'm saying. You know yeah, your he husband. Just stood there. And yes. into it as if we were about to whisper in well, each other's ear. No. I ain't gonna hold you. I heard something today. Chris Rock has been jumped before. Mm-hmm. So this is a trauma situation for him. So why not step back from the situation? I understand, but in that mm-hmm. you have to think about it from his perception. That yeah. moment in that light, yeah. you don't know what Will coming up to That's say. Because Will be high siding yeah. all the time. So he could he Likely thought that we was gonna high side with him, yeah. like, ah, ha, ha, ha. Exactly. but you did this, rock. Yeah. But a lot so, of people thought that he was gonna grab the mic from him and say something slick and then go sit back there. Nobody knows, yeah. But hell, rock knew the least. All uh, rock knew was, hey, this we about to walk oh, up, he walking up, or he was, he was laughing or something. Is. That's that's a good point because I know there's a picture going around. That basically he looks like that he's about to brace himself and he has his hands behind yeah, him. Yeah. And that puts in perspective, like, oh, maybe he kind of thought that he will just coming up to whisper something, something in his ear. So I mean that like- that's something there too. But I know Leona, you have a different take on what happened. <laughs> and I would love for people to hear it. So I'm always playing the devil advocate. I feel like you know, Jada should have said something, done something. I feel like all these jokes with this entanglement, mm-hmm. she should have spoke up. I have not once heard her speak up about the entanglement. When someone does bring a joke up about it, yeah. I feel like, you know, we always want the man to step in yeah. and take control, but sometimes we as women have to take control of the situation. Yeah. Sometimes we can verbalize it or cut it in the nip it in the bud right then and there, mm-hmm. and don't just let people keep throwing salt on the wound mm-hmm. that was open. You know, we all know the entanglement happened back in 2017. Mm-hmm. We know that the side man, you know, stepped out of his character when. Being the side man, and it should have been hard to be like, "Hey, that's not your place," or y'all don't need to be keep speaking upon it. My husband has already got enough backlash on it. Mm-hmm. Um, in a sense, to you know, I'm all about women empowerment, but you got to step up somewhere for your man. Yeah. You have to, as a woman, as we, we have to sometimes step up and just speak. Yeah. And I have not seen that. I have not seen any articles on it. I have not seen any memes on it. I've seen Will constantly getting the backlash and the jokes 
and he looked good. And he's constantly, you know, fighting and trying, like you said, put on a smile. Know when he's hurting, the red table talk. Mm-hmm. They, I don't have they even brought up the entanglement on the red table talk. Yeah, they they, they did. did. That brother looked hurt. They did. Yeah. yeah. And then I want to bring up uh, Tatiana Lee. She just posted on her Twitter, like maybe like about an hour ago, uh, her thoughts about the situation because she said that she needed to take it back mm-hmm. and actually like process what happened. Mm-hmm. And if y'all don't know who that is, that's the original Ashley from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. She mm-hmm. said. I love you, hashtag Will, Will Smith, very much. At Chris Rock, didn't deserve to be hit, period. My heart aches for what has happened. I don't know what caused that chaos and confusion, but I do know that Will has a big heart. Mm -hmm. I've seen him many times try his best to do what is right. I believe in him. And now that was posted at 947. I'm sorry. It was posted at 947 today. Well, yeah. I agree with what she said. Like yeah. like everybody has said, it's been a it should have been a time and a place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, yeah. there was some writing issues with the Oscars, and I sometimes feel like it was all scripted. <laughs> yeah. I have to I have to say that I feel like sometimes where I think a lot of people are going back and forth on was it real, was it fake? No, that was real. Yeah, that was raw emotion, but at the same time, it it. There was some backlash on Will because now he's removed from the academy, but at the same time, he resigned. He resigned. He resigned. Let me restate. He resigned. Let me, restate. He resigned. Let me correct my back. But at the same time, it helped Chris Rock in a sense because I'm not going to say that the brother wasn't already like on a certain level, but it definitely catapulted his ticket sales um, exponentially. exponentially. Yeah. I mean, he just. Uh, he just did like the whole show where he was like, "If you thought that I was going to talk about the situation, yeah. then no, I'm still processing." It. Yeah. Well, not to mention, I mean, this was a pre-set tour prior to this situation. Yeah. The tour started with the 30th or the 19th. Like the, the tour, his tour had already started. Mm-hmm. So this is just something that's come up, and people feel like, "Oh, well, now you should rewrite or rescript or add in this situation, talk about it, make it a joke." No, he's joked enough. Like let's just hmm. let it. Yeah. here in the first place. Yeah, exactly. Like, and I, my whole thing on it is, so my whole thing on it is, for me, I dive into like the psychological, the psychological aspect of it because you're looking at someone who, like you said, has taken mental abuse, emotional abuse, not only because of this situation, but because of previous situations that have happened throughout the entirety of their marriage. If you think about it, they started in a rocky place because people assumed that Jada was a mistress or she was a side chick when they got married. Mm-hmm. People assumed. Okay. So there's that. There's the issues with his ex-wife. There's the issues with, you know, um, the child that he had with his first marriage. True. You know, there's this, you know, all these emotional, psychological issues that they had to, you know, bear and grit through in a, a marriage when they got young. But they were married at a young age, excuse me, um, or a young enough age, right? That's already an entanglement in itself because for anyone who, you know, is within a family where you have um, baby mama or baby daddy, ex-wife, ex-husband issues, there's going to be a specific set of altercations or scenarios that take place regardless because you're just going to have those issues. Right. So you have that. And then there's the whole they're swingers or they're this, they're that. They have an open marriage. All all this drama with their marriage, right? Then you've got um, Tupac and her still being in love with exactly. That's technically where the entanglement technically. There you go, right? But but the thing is, there's so many things that I feel like, especially when you're a celebrity, regardless of what time or phase in your life it happens, it always comes back up. Even if you've worked through it. As a unit, as an individual, it's still going to come back up. So for the entanglement situation, me personally, I believe they had already somewhat right taken the time to process and work through or accept and move forward from that situation. So when August took it upon himself to reintroduce that to the media, which nobody knew about it, right? Nobody. You took it upon yourself and they weren't even aware that you were going to do it. Now that reopens up a specific scenario that no one was aware of. So now they have to address it, which is why she talked about it on her Red Table Talk. She felt like, all right, well, let me just go ahead and air it out. This is what happened. It sucks that he had to be, um, I feel like, 
uh, well, their family in general, because their children are also affected, right, behind this. But like everybody's saying, things that happen behind closed doors, you don't know what these people have, have had to go through throughout the entirety of their marriage. Now you have this entanglement situation. And then moving forward, she's having issues with her health. She's having issues with hair loss. She's, the alopecia is coming up. Like, who knows how long she's had to deal with that? And then you have to bear, you know, being um, chastised in the media. Oh, you have this certain look or you're only wearing this type of look. or Oh, you cut your hair. Why'd you cut your hair? Like people just want to comment over and over because you're a celebrity. That's what comes with the realm, right? And once she chose to speak on what's going on with her hair, on the red table talk to be exact. Now, I don't remember if at first she talked about the specific medical issue that she had. To my understanding, she just, from what I saw, she introduced it as... Um, I'm being free. She, she's being free. She was accepting her journey of hair loss. Mm -hmm. She didn't say what she had going on. She said, I'm accepting my journey of hair loss because at first, if you remember, she was wearing hair rags. I'm not hair rags, excuse me. Hair wraps. She was wearing coverings. And people were like, does she have cancer? Does she have this? Does she have that? Because she was also losing weight. Mm -hmm. which might not even be correlated to that. It could have been depression. It could have been anything. Right. So this woman is going through a whirlwind of emotions. And then you have her husband on the side who's trying to be a backbone for not only her, but his family. Right. Sure. Yeah. Then bring it around full circle. Now it's becoming a joke in a sense, right? Because a, a comedian at, at a very, very, very important to me, important, you know, event chose to make a joke. And whether he was aware of it or not, because of all of this previous trauma and these previous issues that they may or may not have fully worked through, it's a trick. And he even talked about, you know, with him playing the role that he played in the movie with um, um, playing the uh, father of the Williams sisters. King Richard. That as If you know, like, in that aspect, when you're an actor, you have to take on that character. You have to study that person that you are portraying. So who knows what mental state this man is truly in because he had to dive into that character. He had to become a completely different person, right? True. Not to mention, you're still trying to work through your own personal issues. And as we learned in that movie with uh, Richard Williams, mm -hmm. he was very protective of his daughter. Yeah. He was very yeah. protective he of had, his family. I mean, even in the like, tennis world, he's known as like, like an aggressive black male mm -hmm. because over the entirety of their career, he's had to protect his family and their image. Because they got ridiculed for doing, for doing any and everything. Because when they came up in the tennis world, they weren't quite so welcoming, in my opinion, of mm -hmm. players of, of brown skin, black skin, whatever you want to call it, right? right? Of any other culture besides the norm at that time. So for me, you have the role he played, which he's now phasing out of. But I'm sure mentally he's still in it. Because the way he, like for me, when he did his acceptance speech, that raw emotion, that's not an actor. That's This is a man who has been broken. This is a man who has been ridiculed. This is a man who has been put in compromising situation, and he handled himself extremely well. And it just so happens that at the high, well, one of the highlights of his career, right? It's, it's like you said, it was a straw that broke the camel's back, not just in the, in the grand scheme of things, but on a psychological perspective and I don't think anybody's really taking the time to acknowledge that this man is frail. Right. I do not condone violence like can you say I do not I do not feel like it was right for him to hit him. I do feel like he should have handled it in a different way. But when you look at the the way he reacted, people are saying, oh it's fake because he laughed first. Well he laughed because that's the reaction that they are used to having to have. You have for to grin and shit. Yeah. Years. You have to laugh yeah. at pain. Like what he said, you have to pretend like people disrespecting you in public in the open eye is okay because that's what comes with the realm. However, I'm still a human being. I still have feelings. I still have emotions. And at some point, I'm going to break. Right. And, that's a, and that's the discussion that we need to yeah. dive into because yeah. that is where um, I don't mean to cut you off, Alex. Um, that was where the conversation kind of led to into the conversation about protecting Black women. Yeah. And so um we're going to hold for right there. We're going to pause for a commercial break, but we'll be right back. All right. She designs a life she loves. Black Girl Magic Journal. This episode is not sponsored by this sponsor, but it contributes to all of my podcast ideas. Go ahead and head over to Devastating Creations. It is D-E-V-A-S-T-A-T-I-N-G creation c-r-e-8 
T-I-O-N-S, where you can get your journal today. It is full of different journals. And you only you don't even have to get a Black Girl Magic Journal. You can get a guided Black Girl Magic Journal. Or you can get planners. You can get, uh, for the little ones, it, it could be like a workbook for them or even thinking outside of the box. If you're planning your next business, there's the ultimate pl- uh, business planner. If you are recently engaged, there is a planner for that too. So come on. And then my fellas, there are planners for you too and journals. And let's not forget our sorority girls. Y'all know I am an AKA. So I did grab up the AKA journal. So there's a sorority girl collection for the journal. So for all my AKAs, my Deltas, my Sickness, Gamma Rho, my Zetas, y'all gonna hang over to the website right now. And if you're looking for a more spiritual path, there is Bible study and prayer planners for you two for everyone so there's a little bit of everything that you can get onto this website go ahead and bring your visions to life with devastating creations so go ahead and head over to that website devastatingcreations.com thank you guys and we're back and y'all the team was hot during the commercial break and we gotta re- we gotta rerun it we have to rerun it yes we have to rerun it no. <laughs> so we were talking about like uh, beforehand we were talking about what our thoughts were about the Will Smith situation and during the commercial break we kind of got into Jada's role in the whole thing and and how it relates to protecting black women and so uh, Kenya and Alex were kind of going like getting their thoughts back and forth so I, re- I hope you can rehash some of the thoughts that you were having Kenya Basically, yeah, I can. Basically, it's, I think of celebrities, of course, they're celebrities, but I still think of them as people who have human emotions. And at what point does Will and Jada both together as a unit and individually as grown ass adults step in and say, my mental health, my well-being is under attack. Let me draw the line at how much of my life I share on online. Like people have so much access to you and you've been so used to it. At what point as an adult, do you say enough is enough? Like, I need a break. I need to step away from this. I ain't got to mess with your bag or nothing like that. As, as you, If you can keep it that way. But mm. some shit got to give. Like, you're human. Like, take your celebrity hat off when you go home, pop your feet up on the couch, well, and exist. You know? I, I agree with what you're saying, but the only qualm that I have with that is that Jada's Red Table Talk is predicated yeah. upon vulnerability. Yes. And Absolutely. Whereas Will's social media presence, from what I've seen specifically on Instagram, he shows his family and then he shows them having a good time. Yeah. That's solely what I've seen. Um, so it's not only a duality, but a plurality because it shows Come on, it's like what he's saying, what she's saying, what she's I'm not only saying, but showing. Yeah. So if you ask that question i don't think that's really fair because then that would require her not to do her red table talk you can be vulnerable and have boundaries people don't two things can be true i can be transparent with you and i can also choose what i share with you i don't they don't owe us anything and i feel like that's where civilians getting messed up when they're talking about celebrities and having access to them and i don't think it's fair for us to feel some type of way if they pull back on what they share and i don't feel like it's fair to themselves that they feel like they have to give so much because that's all they've ever had to do or been required to do. I agree. Yeah. And can I add on that? Because I feel like, exactly, but I also feel like the red table talk in itself, like he said, it from what I've heard her speak on it, she created it as a forum for not just them, but other individuals to be able yeah. to come and speak their mind, to speak their truth about topics that are not commonly expressed. Taboo, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately. Um, a lot of other things are being uncovered due to that, but I think let me be careful how we're as far as processing through emotional trauma, right? As as it pertains to the red table talk, I love the fact that Jada. Unfortunately, I do understand the backlash, but I think that it was it was needed for her as a person as well as a celebrity to be able to provide that form for individuals to speak their mind, hearts, mind, soul, spirit, everything in between, because for so long they were not speaking on anything at all. And I don't know 
what they partake in as far as um, processing their emotions or processing anything. Because it appears, even if you look at their, the the backlash that they receive from their children's actions or life, lifestyles, whatever you want to call it, mm. it seems like there's a lot of topics that have not been discussed in their household. And so the Red Table Talk, especially with Will, if you think about it, I feel like it was important for her to create an aspect where it is now okay for you to speak, regardless of what people feel, regardless of how people are going to take it. I am creating this not just for myself, but for my family and for others to be able to openly express their truths, right? Yeah. However, <laughs> okay, the backlash is, it's. I feel like it's starting to <clears throat> overshadow the intent, the intent behind creating it. And that's just because there's so many issues that were previously done, said, whatever, and they were not processed. And now because this is opening up Pandora's box, the floodgates are open at this point, right? And it just sucks because you can exactly, exactly, and that stuff is showering. It is tsunami. It is. It's a hurricane. It's all types of stuff. Exactly. Thunderstorm. Everything. And I feel like, unfortunately, I hate that it's come to this point where it had to happen on national television. Um. International. Um, and it, it, that part internationally, and it, and it had to. Oh, you're right. And it had to. He's now the focus, but it started with her, right? Needing something to be done because the functionality of their of their livelihoods just on an emotional state. I feel like it was crumbling before their eyes. She had to do something. It had to be radical. I get it, right? Because if you have to process through your emotions, if you have to process through whatever, if you created this form to do so, cool, right? Draw a line, like you said. Protect what's yours. It's not just a male who is the backbone. I feel like it's both. It's both. If you have a family um, functionality where there's two parents in the household, y'all been married as long as y'all been married, and all everybody knows is, oh, they're this happy black couple. Y'all are the ideal black celebrity couple. That shit is tiring. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. And by her creating it, it's like, we're not perfect. We are humans. We have had our issues. We have had this happen, that happened, this happened, that happened. And because we did not process it the way we should have, or we did not address it the way we should have. Or even talk. Or even talk, right? It appears as if that's what was happening. Even with their own children expressing how they feel. There's a lot of truths that have been told at that red table, which is what it was created for, for them to speak their mind on how they felt. Because even Willow has expressed, there were a lot of times when she struggled with her mental health mm -hmm. because of the lack of communication mm -hmm. within their family. And I feel like, unfortunately, for a lot of people, not just celebrities, but everybody in every household, that's the what happens in this house stays in this house. Unfortunately, within the African-American community, there is this ideal that our business is our business. You don't need to that discuss part. it elsewhere. Better yet, we might not even discuss it in our own home. And I think that's bullshit. Un excuse my language. Because I, me personally, I didn't grow up in a household like that. So all I know is we're talking about it, we're getting through it, let's move. With that being said, do you feel like since this open um, display of, because Right now, the, the fight on social media is it's either Will's right, he was protecting his he was, Will is right because he is protecting his wife. Will is wrong because of X, Y, and Z. Or if I was Chris Chris Rock, I should have beat his ass. So now that this whole situation has dived into those three categories. Do you feel like with the movement of protect black women that we have been kind of rushing into within the last few years, have this incident hurt or helped the situation or the movement of Protect Black Women? I would say hurt. Why? Just because I feel like we're, I feel like in our society that we're always the aggressor or we're the um, mad black people should I say so when you have a person like Will and, and the standard that he holds in the community and that what he did it makes everybody else look at us like up oh, there goes another one I'm on the fence about that because I feel like damned if you do damned if you don't for us with a lot of stuff and it's like they see when I say they I mean people that are not people of color they see 
we are now standing up for one another. We are trying to do what we feel is best in the moment. And it may be a little crass, maybe a little harsh, and we our delivery may be wrong, but our heart and our intent is there. Right. So I feel like it may be hurting the movement because we still have black people smacking black people. So that black on black crime thing is still a thing. But I'm happy to see that we are not internally tearing each other down because it's always, oh, you're not light skin, you're not you dark skin, but it's men, black men tearing down black women and vice versa. So I'm appreciative of a step in the right direction. I don't want to mess with that energy, with the flow of trying to change from negative to positive. But we got to work on our delivery. So that's like you raising a kid and they, rah, rah, rah. I don't want to kill your spirit, but I want to work on your delivery and how you approach stuff. So him smacking Chris Rock, I mean, we've seen crazier things happen. Mm -hmm. And this sensitive environment that we live in now kind of exacerbated the response online. Not like I said, I don't condone violence, but I also don't condone getting my ass with people. My mom said, don't come home beat up because, you know, (laughs) I died. So, I mean, mm. But we we older now. It's time. The pen the pen is mightier than the sword. It's time to start using it. And if it come push come to shove, and I do got to pop the trunk. I mean, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going there first. I feel like it. It's I, I'm right there with you. It's like it it helps, but it also hurts. Yeah. Right. Where it's like you finally see a black man stand up for the woman that he loves, his wife. And it was on and it was on an international stage. Granted, it was on an international stage and it was the wrong thing. But also it kind of hurts the argument in regards to where we were just discussing where Jada could have had the moment of like you could have stopped her. Supporting the black man. Like you, you you supporting the black man. So it kind of counteracts those types of things. Mm-hmm. But I also think that it it, it helps, but it also hurts in a sense of that moment. And then also, there's still that inner dialogue within the Black community of where we have these catalogs of, like, if I was Chris Rock, I'm going to be that. Yeah. Or Will was right, or Will was just totally, totally wrong. And there's people like myself where I feel... I feel like there's there's suitable arguments for everybody that's involved, but I do feel like everybody is right in a sense. So I can't really say like, oh, I'm for will what will is done, but I'm also against it. Mm-hmm. So I understand the arguments that are coming forth, and I understand that this was this was a good and and pretty much Tiffany had she she basically said, yeah, that was that was <laughs> you you better be. Can I, can I quote it? We have to even talk about that. Oh, oh, but is yeah, she, she had, she had a thing. So, I mean, I agree with it some, but I also, it kind of relates to that protect black women. It's like what her statement, and I think it kind of divided like everybody. She made me really rethink my, my stance. How so? Because when she referred to the GI Jane joke. Mm. And how that referred to um, making women seem as um, homosexual and or butch. Mm. Um, that was a joke that was used against women yeah. as a whole, not just black women. Yeah. So yeah. it made me think about it like, geez, that joke, it was not only a double entendre, maybe a triple or quadruple. Mm. Like there were layers to it. Yeah. And then some there people were... are defending the joke by saying, well, G.I. Jane was... Oh, this woman that was very tough, and she was the one that was in the army and did all these things. So they're defending the argument yeah. that you should be thankful yeah. that it was GI Jane. It was not his intent when he but opened up his mouth. It was, and it's not. It was. And, it, and, and she's I feel like black too. On top of that, and yeah, you're right. And for, and for me, I feel like because it's, it appears based on his response, it was simply based on a physical yeah. appearance. Does it? And that was it. And it wasn't meant to be this deep, like, jokes are, well, to my understanding, the way I take it, when you say a joke, it's meant to be on the surface level. It's never meant to be on some, in this specific situation, it's not, it's not meant to be on some, oh, well, I think that you are da 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 No, I see you. You have a short haircut. You remind me of this character. I'm going to make a little da 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 We're going to be done. I don't think he really thought that that would go as far as it did. Not to mention, there's been comments. Right, nobody else. Not to mention, he made a comment, if I'm not mistaken, that he was not aware of her condition. 
regardless if you're aware or not, now people are transitioning in, blah, 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 transitioning this into a whole issue of attacking black women and black women's hair or their physical appearance. That's a complete like now you dive into you're a hypocrite because you made a whole documentary about black oh, women's yeah, hair. It, 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 so for you to make a joke based on a woman's a black woman's physical appearance specific to her hair and you have a history of acknowledging the pros and cons of the African-American community when it pertains to a black woman's hair, it just makes you sound like a walking contradiction. Just just saying. Right. Although it wasn't, I don't think it was meant to be that deep. Of course, social media, the internet is going to blow up in all these different aspects. And unfortunately, we live in a world where, for me, people never take into account there's always a gray area. People want to go black and white, black and white. No, there's a gray. We literally live in a gray area and people do not take the time to really dive into the gray. It's always, no, it's got to be this or that. Right. That's not the world we live in. It's There's always going to be a middle perspective to anything we do. Somebody, somebody could say, oh, you got some pink hair? Oh, you must be ghetto. Oh, you must be this. Oh, you must be that. <laughs> yes. Baby, I have that how, how, many, baby, how many degrees do I have? That I'm educated. Now. Let's not go there. I literally, I'm, I'm going right hey. to stop right here because I was at the store. I told my best friend, I was at the store. I was walking out and this couple, it was a black couple. Um, the girl was like, hey, babe, look. And she was laughing. And then her boyfriend looked at me and he said, tech. And Your she mama. started laughing. <laughs> she started laughing. And so I didn't say nothing in that moment, but I, in my head, I really wanted to say thank you for your unsolicited comment. That part. Because, I mean, in a sense, I am, I'm a black woman. I, I like to put color in my hair now. And I did not do it recently. I've just been doing it more recently within the last two years mm -hmm. where I felt confident where I'm just like, well, I'm going to wear my pink hair because I like pink and I like how the pink hair comes with it's, my beard. It's possessed. Like, it's, it's good. It's something to talk it's about. It's hair. And so, <laughs> and, and, and that's where that's where it kind of lies, where it's just people judge, especially black women, they judge us so harshly mm -hmm. in regards to everything, which we goes each other into, harshly. Yeah, we judge each other especially harshly. Especially within the community. So it's like for you to pick this specific individual knowing you know about everything that's taken place over the last year, two years, however many, however long it's been going on, you know. That's why they were trying you to are, say you that know. it wasn't, he should have never made that joke and knowing their circumstances. Or and just in general, like, be somebody else. Which brings back to the same. Which brings back to the same. Which brings back to the with the question at hand, do you feel like, did it hurt or help the movement of protecting black women? I, I'm in the middle. Cause I think in the gray always, and I, it sucks that I'm that person that's always like, "Eh, the top." Like I, I can't go one way or the other because I feel like there's pros and cons to everything. But as far as the movement is concerned, I think people need to chill because it happened. We get it, right? I don't think that there's anybody had any. They weren't thinking about the movement in the moment. Okay. You're thinking about your wife. You're thinking about the the different things that you had to endure. And he even said in his speech, like. This they've been going well, not they. He's been going through a lot, right? And like she said, when do you draw the line of what's exposed and what's not, or what's accessible to the public eye and what's not? I don't think mm -hmm. this slap deserves as much clout as it, it's getting it right now. It. it was on an international platform. I understand it, and it's Will Smith, and he gets favor from all of the colored communities, whether they black, brown, orange, green, exactly. or blue. This man has done great. But I mean, on. that's what I'm saying, like. I'm not trying to dismiss what Chris Rock experienced. Yeah, I, right. I, I will never victim shame, victim blame. He experienced something that he should not have. He did not deserve to be physically assaulted. Right. I feel right. like that should be understood across the board. Exactly. Even if you feel like Will was right in defending, his delivery with his defense was wrong. Period. End of the conversation. Grab some coffee and go to bed. Like, exactly. Whatever you got to do. Like, we but, get what he did, but he shouldn't have done it the way that he did it. Yeah. But, but the there's movement, so yeah, media. I think I think I kind of want to move into like as far as it's with the media, but I want to kind of move into where a lot of people where protect black women basically came from is the simple fact of black women felt that black men were not protecting us as women. And so do you feel like with this certain situation, does it elevate it does it elevate the black man more since Will Smith did protect his wife? 
Or do you feel like it? It's still kind of I know people put that decision on like the, there's some black men that that do protect and some black women don't. And I really want to hear from Alex mm-hmm. since he is the black man at the table. At the table. <laughs> Come on, speak. Speak yeah. on it. He's <laughs> that is a complicated subject. Mm. It is. Mm. Agree. Because. <laughs> mm. As a black man, I would have definitely protected my black woman in that moment. But there's a side of me that is concerned with our future. Yeah. So oftentimes before I react, I have to think about that because there are a multitude of situations as a black man. Granted, I don't have the platform that the Smiths have. But there are multiple multiple times th- throughout the the given week that I'm called to protect my family mm-hmm. and black women at large. So it's it's a difficult place to speak from because there are times where I react in emotion. There are times where I react um, tactfully. It it's a situational response because given what I've dealt with that week typically impacts how I respond. I can't say how I will respond one way or the other. Granted, I try to put on for the fam. I try to lessen the repercussions that the people that I care about will ultimately have to incur. Mm -hmm. But I will never apologize for standing up for our people because if I'm not going to do it, who is? Right. And it's my it's not only my role, but I believe it is my place to stand up for those um, that I'm not saying that black women can't stand up for themselves because they definitely can. They are very strong. Hell, black women are the strongest women I've ever met. But like I, I said. That. It is my role as a black man. I gotta step up. Yeah. It's the only question is how I'm gonna attack the situation. Yeah. And albeit I would much I, I, I would much rather be behind the scenes, but sometimes it gotta be front and center, so you gotta let a motherfucker know not to step. I'm right. Period. Period. And I'm gonna be in the back like this. Get a bang. See. All right, we're gonna take a just a final break from the show. Um just tune in for as we wrap up, but like we're this is getting interesting. This is this is good. This is good. So we'll be right here and just be right back. All right. Speak your mind. Y'all. So this podcast is for discussion and back and forth. So I can't have that if y'all are not coming back to me with comments questions or concerns so hit your girl up and let them see your mind at gmail.com if you want to just support me because you think my content is very funny or very awesome please email me at let them see your mind at gmail.com or also you can run over to instagram at diary of a bbw 21 and click in uh, click on the link in my bio and there is my amazon list my other links for my podcast and just different things that may be going on under that link. Also, monetary donations are not required, but are a blessing. So if you want to give me a monetary donation just to help a girl out, my cash app is at LDMT1993. Or also, you could just Zell me and I can give you my personal Zell when you email me at let them see your mind at gmail.com. Like I said, monetary donations are not required, but are grateful for them because your girl is in a new country and still trying to start over. <laughs> so let's go back to the show. Okay, bye. Hey guys, welcome back. I hope y'all like the commercial. It's all by done by me, by me, edited by me. No, buy something. Okay, so we're back. Uh, <laughs> and we're back. 
So I know we ended off a little bit from what Alex thoughts, but we're gonna we're gonna wrap up and kind of get everybody else's thoughts. All my black queens on the table. And with this situation, how can we move forward? How can we still spread the message of protecting black women? What can we do as far as moving forward with this situation that has happened with Will, or like just making it a better outcome to where we can move forward to? where we can say that we are no longer the unprotected group in America as far as black women. And I don't even want to say like in America, I say it's worldwide because if you hadn't heard, there is a case right now, there are protesting in London called Child Q where a 15 year old black girl was strip searched while she was on her period. They made her take out her sanitary napkin and strip search her and had her butt cheek spread with everything and she is traumatized from that and a report came out saying that this was all due to adult adult bias so basically they view us as black girls and black women much older than what we perceive Mm -hmm. and there's been a lot of uproar with that in the united kingdom and so with those going on with the violence against black women that always goes on in America and there's truly always going something on around the world, what can be done to make it better? And so anybody can jump in at this point. Well, I think it's important, um, in my, of course, in my opinion, uh, to, I think the focus should be the, the redefining of upward progression because we're so stuck on the past and what the, how things used to be so on and so forth, I think focusing on the here and now is important and focusing on how we can teach our young ladies. Because I, I think young ladies, black young black ladies, or just young women of color have been kind of, not forgotten, but we've kind of just been kind of like pushed to the side a little bit because there's been so much violence against black males and young black males. So I think in the household, there should be conversation of I guess defining what it means to be protected, not by others, but by your like protecting yourself. Because when you put out a specific standard of how you want to be protected, I think it helps. It might not change how other people perceive it, but at least your mentality on how you want to be protected or your standard of protection, you know, I think it could help. Because I know me as a young black lady, I Protection has always been a topic that kind of made me feel uncomfortable, not because I'm overly vulnerable or because I don't think I can protect myself, but because there's this notion that, oh, someone else is supposed to protect you. As if, not that, it, that we're not capable of protecting ourselves, but it's always preached, you know, who you end up with is your protector. Mm-hmm. I don't think that should be the case. You can protect yourself. But being properly taught on how to protect yourself, whether that's verbally, emotionally, spiritually, psychologically, in any aspect, protecting yourself. Make sure that you're rooted and grounded in what you believe in. You're constantly working on yourself to make sure that you have a stable grounding to have, you know, to to lean back on in life. So that way, when you are put in compromising situations, you know how to handle it. And if someone else steps in and assists along the way, cool. But you have your own back. And then someone else can have your back as well. I think that would help. I'll piggyback off of that because I agree with what you said. There is much unlearning that needs to be done. And it's on the black male side. It's on the black female side. And the hyper independence that black women have had to assume after the black family dynamic was broken has a lot to do with that. So understanding that there ha- there has to be a balance with you taking care of yourself, but being vulnerable enough to accept that help and that protection from your black male counterparts is something that needs to be done. And there's nothing wrong with accepting help, accepting support. Uh, but there is a point that comes up in my head where it's like not to say make yourself worth protecting because I've heard people say that and I feel like that is the worst way to word that but don't be so negative or so standoffish when a man is trying to be there for you or trying to show you support or he's in the process of learning how to be a protector and a provider 
you're so off put by, oh, he ain't doing this or he ain't doing that. So I got it. It's okay. Work with him just like he's working with you. Let let it let it flow back and forth. But that process won't start until we all accept the fact that we're all not perfect. I am responsible for myself. I'm an independent individual before I become attached to somebody else, whether we common law married, we shacked it up or we stood before God or the courthouse and said, let's do this. But the protecting the black women movement is going to be a movement, whether there's a man or a partner standing next to me or not. I need to protect me before I can ask somebody else to protect me. It's nice to have that added layer of protection, but I know I can, I got me. I know I got me. And I know I understand what that means to be protected. Yeah. <laughs> I know y'all uh, you know, said great things and I, I agree. I'm like, we need to stand up for ourselves before we can have somebody else stand up for us because we're always taught to be independent, strong black women and sometimes we don't know how to handle that. Oh, he's protecting me. Uh, and I can say firsthand that I'm so strong-willed that sometimes I don't know how I need to step back and let the man take the role. Mm-hmm. Uh, but teach, it needs to be taught. It needs to be spoke upon. It needs to be talked about over and over and over because if we don't talk about it and speak about it, it just gets lost in the shadows and, and, the, and the, with everything else that goes on in our world. Yeah, I, I agree like a thousand percent with y'all. I feel like that we need to protect ourselves and the only way that we can protect ourselves is knowing how to. Mm-hmm. And it's not much taught by anybody. We've always been drilled in our head, oh, the man is supposed to protect you. The man is supposed to um, be, quote, unquote, your savior. Mm-hmm. And and that shouldn't be the case. That There should be more black women having license to carry in America. There should be more black women that are... Um, that know their way to protect themselves. Now it's a different story in the United Kingdom where, like, you can have a kitchen knife on you and you can get arrested. Yeah. And so it's they feel like with you shouldn't have guns, you shouldn't have knives, and you're more likely to get into violent situations because of those types of things. Um, but there's also still pros and cons to that. To where when you're living in the United Kingdom and there are there's still muggings, there's still stabbings, there's still shootings. Mm-hmm. And you would need to know, like, instead of if I can't protect myself with a weapon, I need to know to protect myself with my hands. Right. Or I need to know what to do and how to do it. And that, sh- and that should be taught. That should be given to not only to our, our young girls, but to our women now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. go ahead, Kate. Before Alex wrap this up, my, my introduction slash question is, the word protection is always seen as like a physical thing, but I feel like the emotional or the psychological protection is something that is completely skipped over in our in our our people. Like like that that's a problem, and it's like you want me to allow you to literally like physically protect me, but I don't even know how to protect my own self from my own damn emotions. Like I don't even know how to process that. So. That's a thing, that you know. That's true. that's a that's a personal journey. All right, Alex, you got I'm the floor. So ready to speak you, on this. You, you got the floor because um, you've been jumping. I, I look <laughs> for real. Come on, black um, man. Come I on, don't. Man. I don't think that um, it's just enough to talk about protection um, holistically because we, as a collective, have to have um, a certain level of respect for one another. Because if we have self-deprecating jokes about our own people, that only shows others that it is okay to talk smack about us. Mm-hmm. So how yep. are we able to foster a sense of protection when we're high-siding on our own people? Mm-hmm. A lot of the commentary that I have seen has not only been from other um, racial demographics, but... It's mainly been from our own people. So how can we expect the world at large to respect us as a culture if we do not respect ourselves enough to have solidarity in a sense where we do not talk down upon our fellow black person? How can we expect people to respect us if we make light of these situations? We can't make light of these situations and then turn around and be flabbergasted <laughs> when somebody wants to say something mm. that portrays us in a negative light. Mm. Preach, preach, come on. It's the hypocrisy. It's not okay. Mm. 
it has to start at home. Yes, mm -hmm. y'all said we need to teach black men how to protect black women and vice mm -hmm. versa. But if it's not instilled as a whole, then how does it how does how is it going to reach second, third, fourth generations? It has to become a cultural identity that you cannot step to us with this foolishness. Right. Mm -hmm. We will not allow it because if if there was a think about this. There is two types of, um, what is it? What is it when you help somebody? It's when you give them, um, it's a double C word. It's when you give them constructive criticism. Oh, there you go. Yeah. 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 You, there's a way to constructively build up your people while letting them know where they're wrong. Exactly. But if you only make light of it in a, in a satirical sense, then how are they ever supposed to grow? Right, right. You're making a show out of their shortcomings versus building them up Come as on. individuals. Come on now. It is in the it is in the darkness where you are able to bring somebody up. It's behind the scenes where you are able to lift your people up versus tearing them down. Or smack me. Oh. Or smack them. Because <laughs> unfortunately, it is in the public eye that we tear our people down and then behind the scenes, oh this 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 tell you how to be better. No. Which exact that's exactly that's what they said too. And, 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 and they 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 took them to the side and there was and there was video where they were like, Look, bruh, mm -hmm. what calm you down. did, you should calm down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but unfortunately, all that is publicized is oh, we'll smack rock. Mm -hmm. yep. Oh. Hmm. This is the first time the black people have run the Oscars, but look what happened. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As a consequence, like y'all trying to make it seem like this happens all the time. Exactly. This is not a commonplace situation. It is a situation bred out of frustration, mm -hmm. given that his family was ridiculed by the people who he trusted the most, his mm -hmm. community. That yeah. part. Mm -hmm. That part. It perpetuates the lack of protection in our community. That part. So if we want to build our community up in a way where people can't step to us, we have to start at home. Mm -hmm. We have to rewire our thinking. We have to build new neural pathways if you want me to get technical on you. There you go. Mm -hmm. with it. Mm -hmm. How else are we to push our people forward if we're not looking at ourselves with a clear lens? It's mm -hmm. very foggy. Mm -hmm. It's dusty. Mm -hmm. All right. It's just because it's cool to talk talk shit about your peoples doesn't make it okay. Doesn't make all you're perpetuating is the same system that we have lived in, the system of oppression. Mm -hmm. I don't want to make it I don't I don't want to take a polarizing turn, but why do you think that people don't talk negatively about the Holocaust? Thank you. Sorry. Jewish people made it so that it is taboo to speak about that. It is taboo to speak illy of the Jewish people, period, point blank. Black Jew, white Jew, it doesn't matter. It, you, you can't right. speak about them without a uproar. Right. That is not the same for the black community, but yet we expect that. How can we expect that without doing the work to make it so taboo to speak about about these things in a negative light. I don't think that we'll be able to expect that, uh, expect the solidarity as a status quo until we stand up for our people. Wrong, right, or indifferent. Granted, in the public eye, yes, I get it. We have to condemn sometimes, but in the private eye, how, how are we uplifting our people? How are we teaching them new ways? How are we breaking the patterns of old? Right. I know that there are a lot of people doing that, but I don't believe it is a community-wide thing. I believe there are pockets of people in the community trying to do these things, but it doesn't take hold because it, it, it has not caught traction with the community at large. Right. Everybody has a different way of doing it. And I'm not saying it's wrong, but what I am saying is that there's not a unified message. Right. And that allows for us to slip through the cracks. Yep. So 
I think that there's a lot more work to be done, but I also think that we have to stop checking for the Joneses. We have to stop trying to appease the masses and trying to be viewed in a light that is what we think is favorable Woo. to the masses. We have to get high <laughs> stop coming from a place of respect. Stop cooning for masses. We have to respect ourselves and we have to get in touch with our, our community. Like, I'm not saying that we aren't in touch with our community, but we have to stand on it. Ten toes down. And Ten together. Toes. And together. And together. Yes. On that note, thank you so, so much. Like, I, mm. I, I don't even know what to say to that, honestly. It's just period. Period. It's on period. It's what on Mary Had a Little Lamb. Mm-hmm. But thank you. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for coming on today. I really appreciate y'all opinions. I really appreciate your input. And this it made the show one, one of the best ones that I've done so far. So I am so glad that I was able to get with my close-knit friends and do this podcast with you together. I was really appreciative, y'all. Thank you so much. And y'all, check out future episodes. Like, Come with your girl. Tap in. Tap in. Tap in. Tap in. Subscribe, like, share. Yes. Subscribe, like, share. And I will see y'all next time. This is your girl, LD Marie, and we are out. Let them see your mind. Yes, up. Peace. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning into the show today. If you have any comments or questions, please, I love to see the interaction. So go ahead and just email me at let them see your mind at gmail.com. It is let them DM see your mind at gmail.com. Please follow me on TikTok and Instagram at diary of a BBW 21. And that's the show. See ya.